Hey guys, happy Friday, and you know what time it is, it's titty time, and yeah, I added some music to the beginning, I mean, I like this track, I got it from like, you know, the website where you could use all that shit for free, and you know, you don't get sued for it, and the song is called Galaxy High, and honestly, it makes me want to get high, but... <laughs> I hope everyone had a good, successful week. I hope everyone plans to have a better weekend and get drunk and get high and do whatever you have to do to make you happy. Pray. Whatever, you know. Float your boat. Um, but today, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, I opened up recently about having surgery on my thyroid I mean I spoke about it last episode which was two weeks ago and basically how like a partial thyroidectomy has you know altered and changed my life a little bit since it happened so yesterday I was very open about it on social media and it's so funny how you know you could put this smile on your face or you put this facade up and people really don't know what's wrong with you um I had people closest to me like Chantel I had no clue that you were even going through this like we had no clue that you were struggling. And it's like, yeah, you, you rarely realize what's going on with a person until, you know, you actually check in. But, like, I'm a person who's not very vocal with their their personal life because there's a lot of jinxes and a lot of people who really don't care to see you win or really care to see, you know, really, like, basically, there's people who do want to see you doing bad out there. And it's like... I'll share, you know, that, you know, I caught my car, got a flat tire or, you know, I broke a toe. Like those are things that can, you know, be fixed. But like something that's happening internally that ultimately could have been life or death. I'm very, I'm very close minded and very closed off about sharing that. So, I mean, but it did feel good to open up and tell people, especially women, um, because like you really never realize like what's going on with your body. Um, we as women, we just think, in my case, I just thought it was allergies for a year. And then like me getting hungry was me being on birth control at the time or me being like, you know, not really eating and then going to the gym and then being starving after the gym. And I didn't even realize like, you know, you're going to the gym twice a day. Why are you not losing weight? And it really didn't hit me until I got really sick that last week, um, the last week of May. Um, and, you know, I couldn't leave bed. I was taking Benadryl to just sleep because it was too painful for me to be up. I couldn't breathe. So, I mean, you know, enough about the situation. But I just wanted to, you know, bring an awareness to, you know, your thyroid and get it checked out. If you ever feel too tired or you're up and you can't sleep or you're gaining weight crazy or losing weight crazy or you're super tired I said that already or you're super tired or you can't get up or like you're eating crazy or you're not eating at all or you're just depressed for no reason it literally could be your body telling you I'm not doing well it's not just your mind so definitely go get that checked out I would definitely recommend all women to go you know Make sure your body's okay. I mean, we make sure, you know, somebody made a valid point. Like, our car will be on E, but we'll be quick to fill it up. So why are we not doing the same things with our body? So I feel like it's super crucial to take care of your body. And I wouldn't, you know, refute that it's not. Um, but today's episode basically is about 
relationships, but not like my first podcast on relationships, not relationships in this generation, but relationships and whole as a whole. Like so open relationships, monogamy and polygamy. I'm basically giving you my viewpoint on what I think all three of those things are. Um, how do they affect me? I even asked you guys and some of you guys gave me feedback on what you guys think um they are. So I'm going to give you guys this view before I give my own um, and even agree or disagree with some of the answers I got. Um, and then I'm going to give a story time <laughs> about each one or how I I, factored, I almost factored, excuse me, into each one. Um, but yeah, before I, you know, go into the topic of the day, I definitely want to start with not only uh, down, like basically uh rundown of what I'm going to be doing this season and if anybody wants to join as a guest because I do love guests but I'm also talking about really thinking about branching onto YouTube um and you know because if every if whoever knows me and everybody who knows me knows my dream is to be like the first late night woman of television well the first woman of late night television I definitely want to be like Jimmy Kimmel um or you know Jimmy Fallon James Corden uh you know Seth Meyers definitely want to do something along that track um but you know it takes time and patience and definitely you have to have the stomach for it I just don't want to be another person on YouTube you know I mean there's a million people with cars you know that wouldn't stop me from getting a car but I feel like it's it's a certain personality and a certain persona you have to bring the TV I mean I feel like I have it but you know you can always get better. And I feel like before I branch out on YouTube, I definitely need the image and I definitely need the stamina and the full, like, my. it needs my undivided attention before I sit there and decide, you know what, I'm just going to branch off into YouTube. So definitely considering that. Um, I definitely took everyone's advice and put music at the beginning, at the end of my podcast. It does sound a little bit, a lot better, not a little bit, a lot better. And it definitely flows a lot more definitely it would say it would make me more interested to listen <laughs> but um yeah um and then merchandise I'm really serious I know I've been telling everybody oh t-shirts t-shirts but like it's one thing to get t-shirts per person um versus a group order I mean I tried to do it and it was like $18 a person everybody was like I don't really feel like paying that and it's like even with it being $18 a person I would still be throwing out two three hundred dollars out of my own pocket to order it so it's like if you really are serious about, you know, ordering a shirt, um, I'll drop my cash app at the end of the the segment or the end of this episode. Um, and if you're serious, just cash at me twenty dollars. Um, and I'll start the orders on the shirts. But I mean, it's things are not cheap, and <laughs> you know. At the time, I didn't have a job. I was unemployed. But now, your bitch got a job. I'm so happy. Um, I am starting a job soon. I don't really want to give full details because, like I said, it's a lot of jinxes out here. A, little, a lot of evil little people. But I do have a job. I'm just making great money. Um, and I'm excited to start it. It was definitely a role I wouldn't have considered um, after graduating. Um, and that's another thing. Like, I just want to talk about for one second about how good God is. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, here you go. But like, I feel like 
I would be nowhere without God, especially in my situation with my surgery, but like my situation with life. It's been a rough three months, especially after dealing with a partial thyroidectomy and my brother leaving for school and like my other personal family problems that I don't want to really get into. But it's like it's really been a rough couple of like months. And, you know, last Tuesday, well, not last Tuesday, this Tuesday, actually Tuesday, I got a bunch of good news. So I'm super excited and super happy happy that I will be starting this position. It is a position that I'm super ecstatic for, a little nervous about, but if anybody knows me, I'm great in a leadership role, so I'm super excited. Um, and I want to thank uh, the VP who hired me. He's really awesome and super nice. Even when I met him, he totally understood my situation. Like I'm like, I'm not used to doing a position like this, but you know, you have to start somewhere, and I definitely want to start within this company to build up and become further, and, like, we naturally clicked, and he is somebody I look forward to working for. He seems like a great boss, so I'm excited to start that new journey in my life, and when I start working, I'm sorry, friends. I know I was doing brunch on the French, French Riviera, and I was going to Bora Bora in Dubai randomly on a Wednesday, but that's not going to happen anymore because, I'm, I'm a, you know, I have a job now. I'm a full adult with responsibilities so honestly you're gonna have to like when I'm off just you know get me before I decide sleep is more important but 9.5 out of 10 I'm gonna feel as though sleep is more important but you could you know shoot your shot or try to see if I'm available but I already know I'm gonna be tired you know it's a, a full-time position so um but yeah God has been really good the past couple of weeks like the past two weeks honestly my like saying for the past week has been don't stress the blessings you fiend for but be patient for the blessings you front on like last week I was in a place where I was just like what's going on I have no job like last week was really testy and then around like Wednesday Thursday like things started to look up and I was really shocked like this came out of nowhere so, I mean, it's been good since last Wednesday, like, you know, like I said, the blessings you front on or, like, the things you least expect are the things that you should always look out for and be grateful for because the ones you're, you know, jumping on the back and, like, oh, my God, why is this not going the way I want? That's nine times out of ten that one, that blessing is not for you. So, you know, just leave it alone and just be patient. Like, I know I'm saying it and it's, like, harder than it sounds, like, you know, who are you to tell me to be patient? You don't understand. Trust me. I know like I've been in that bubble where like I didn't want to hear anybody tell me to be patient because no one understood my situation. But trust me, be patient. It's definitely going to pay off. In the long run, you'll really be like, wow, this is what I was stressing for. God had me this whole time. So I, like I said, I just wanted a minute to talk about how God has been so good and like, yeah, trust in him at all times. I know it's hard to be patient. I know it's hard to trust, especially if you're a super impatient person like me. Like, just be patient. The universe is moving towards you. It may not seem like it at first, but your blessings will find its way to you. And, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not going to be on your time, but it will be on time, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's a little word. Um, and, yeah, so to transition into moving to today's topic, we're talking about relationships, open relationships, monogamy, and polygamy. So, 
if anybody knows me, I joke around about polygamy and like, oh, I want a million husbands. I want all of this. But like, I feel you have to, somebody said you have to be strong minded. And I totally agree. I mean, as a person, me personally, I like attention 24 seven. I mean, from my partner, from my family, from my dog, from from the sun, from the earth, I, I thrive on attention. Unfortunately, that's, you know, not the best way to describe something, but that's just the truth. I thrive on, you know, attention and being the center. So being in a polygamous relationship, I mean, it would be new for me. I, I wouldn't want to sit there and, you know, I have beliefs in the Bible. I mean, like, you know, how you believe in one aspect of the Bible and not the other. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, polygamy is something, if I see myself practicing, it would be a shock not only to me, but to me. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know, but I don't like to share. I know you don't look at it as sharing. You look at it as everybody's a partner. But ultimately, in my book, it's sharing. Like, And also, within polygamy, I feel like as though if you want to sit there and start a polygamous relationship and you want to be the head of the concubine, you have to understand that the members of your concubine have the right to be in a polygamous relationship, too. Like, if you have three, four wives, I should be able to have three, four husbands. You know what I mean? So I feel like polygamy is very you know, it's a weird double standard, like for within women, like in Dubai, when I went, the man could have up to four wives and eat, he'll have to pay each wife a dowry, which is basically like a, a, a payment to her family. So basically like, oh, I'm marrying a daughter, here's $20,000. But if it's the sheik, it's upwards of 2 million, I think that's what the tour guy was saying. But like, see, within like, Royalty, would I mind being in a polygamous relationship? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm dating a, I'm married to a king. Like, I don't care if he has 12 other wives. You know what I mean? Like, it's a king. But you regular ass niggas who have one job making $12 an hour, $14 an hour, and you know, light sage and be fucking, excuse my language, my mother said tone it down on a cursing because it don't sound right. But this is like, it gets me heated. These men who drive a 2005 BMW and, you know, wear hats all the time and talking about, oh, I want a polygamous relationship, but no, no background of it. Please go to hell, sir. Like, no one wants to practice a polygamous relationship with you. Women want to practice polygamous relationships with someone they know they're safe. And I feel like that's another thing. If I'm practicing a polygamous relationship with you, I need to know that we all have an income. Not only am I thriving off your income as the head of the concubine, but I got my own income. Your other partner got her own income. Your other partner got her own income. And if I have my set group of partners, I want to make sure they have an income too. I feel like polygamy is more than just, oh, here I am dating two women at the same time. I'm lit. Or here I am dating two niggas at the same time. I'm lit. It, it's a partnership. And I feel like you can't just sit here and be like, oh, I'm deciding to be polygamous because you don't know how to be faithful and you want to be greedy and have more than one relationship. If you're practicing polygamy, please know your background on it. Don't just sit here and be like, oh, I'm going to be polygamous because I seen it on Love and Hip Hop or because I see it work for the king of Dubai or see it, or because I see it work for the king of Thailand. Like, y'all not kings. That's the problem. You're not kings. You don't have an income. You don't have a, a, a hierarchy. You don't have a monarchy. It, it's just you're a regular man from Brooklyn or you're a regular man from the tri-state area trying to, you know, believe in a practice or start a practice or practice a practice that you have no background knowledge on. You understand what I'm saying? So 
I feel like please do your research before you decide to court two women at the same time versus courting one. Um, and that's my stance on it. But I'll tell you what some people said. <laughs> my friend was like, she wants three husbands. I feel you. I want three husbands too. But I want three husbands for the benefit of, you know, money purposes. See, Chantel shouldn't practice polygamy because I'm not sitting here giving three men, you know, a piece of me. Now, I'll take a piece of you for a hundred, Alex, but <laughs> me sitting there, I can barely spread my time amongst three friends. You think I could do it amongst three men who I'm practicing, like, a, a actual relationship with? That's a little bit hard. Um, another person said that polygamy is not within humans, and ultimately, I can understand that. I feel as though we... I mean, it's all about what you learn growing up. I mean, like we're taught raised, like there's some people who are taught raised racism and there's other people taught raised, you know, integration. So it's like, it's all about what you grow up learning. Um, but technically it's not in me. I grew up learning about monogamy and I've seen, honestly, I've seen it work not only within my parents personally, but I've seen it work in aunts and uncles. I've seen it work in grandparents. I mean, it's not perfect, but who's perfect? We're all people. I tell my mom all the time, we all have our personal struggles. I would never sit there and expect you to understand what I'm going through, or vice versa, even if you're a, a person in a role. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you're my mom, but I totally understand if you have to step aside, step aside and say, you know what, I can't do this because my inner me or my inner turmoil or my inner person can't handle that right now. And that's what we forget. We forget once we decide to pursue a relationship with someone or pursue a partnership with someone or have somebody who's a parent or a sibling, we forget that people have their own individualistic problems. And like we have to stray from that. So I feel like with polygamy, that's 10 times the job. Not only would I have to be worried about myself, now I gotta be worried about two, three men who all have the same feelings for me, or now I have to worry about the same three men that I have to deal with and the one man who I'm in a, another concubine with, with his three women, and I have to take on their, you know, their personal problems. It's a lot. So like I said, like the person said, you do have to be strong-minded. I totally agree. Um, That was another comment. And someone said, shit is lit because it builds trust. I mean, the only problem I have with that comment about it building trust is... <clears throat> Does it really build trust? I mean, at the end of the day, me personally, like, I don't know how it would work. Maybe I should have asked somebody who's in a polygamous relationship. But I feel as though that strays from trust. Because now I'm thinking, like, when I'm not around, what are you doing with her? And when I'm around all the time, that's just taken away from my individuality. So it's like, are we always going to be a group that I could trust you? Or when Chantel wants to have her alone time or be to herself, could I trust that, you know, you're not trying to work towards a monogamous relationship with the person who has 110% time for you? You know, that's my only problem with it, building trust. I'm not really sure. That's kind of contradictory. I mean, if it built trust, you wouldn't have to talk to two, three people at the same time. I mean... I don't know. Don't don't quote me. Um, moving along <laughs> now um, to talk about monogamy. 
Um, me personally, I believe in monogamy. I'm a person who wants a person all to myself. I when I like someone, I like them. Like my focus is on you all the time. I want to spend time with you all the time. I, I don't care if we go in around the corner to the gas station. I don't care if we sit in your house watching Netflix. I don't care if we do nothing. Like if I like you, I'm down to do whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if that vibe is there and that attraction is there, best believe I'm gonna be up under you like like it's nothing. Literally hanging on to like <laughs> your bullsack. Like, where, where are we going, babe? Like, not where are you going. Where are we going? Like, I want to see you, like, every couple of days. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, like, when it, you know, builds towards something, I'll be like, all right, I'm good. I don't have to see you eight hours a day every day. But, like, you know, when you first get that vibe and you first like that person, it's like, damn, I really want to be with you all the time. And it's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Like, if you set boundaries and you're like, bro, I can't hang out today because I got this, this, and this to do, understandable. But, like, I feel like if you really like somebody, hang out with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't kill that vibe. Just go with the flow. Like, and that's another thing. I was literally talking to my cousin about this yesterday. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to blow up her spot. But we were just talking, like, boundaries need to be set when you start talking to a person in any relationship. I'm going to say two tips right now. The first one, if you know you're going into a relationship, I wouldn't even say a relationship. Say you're going into like a friends with benefit type thing or you just know that your friends who have sex, I feel like a boundary has to be set from the beginning. Like it needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like if you feel like you can do that without catching feelings, then practice that. Do that. But if you know yourself and you know two, three weeks later after getting the D or getting the V and you know like, damn, I, I actually like this person. I'm starting to gain feelings. Then there needs to be another conversation. Like, you know, I like you. It's either we're going to move forward in a relationship or I'm going to step back and like, cut my losses to see that, you know, we could continue to have sex. I'm going to see if I'm strong enough for it or I'm just going to, like, cut my losses and move along and find somebody who does want to pursue a relationship with me. And I also don't like the stigma that people make it seem like when you start having sex with a person, you can't have feelings. If I want to have feelings uh, after having sex with you, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to have feelings anytime. That's what pisses me off too. We as females sit here and mask our feelings for the benefit of niggas. If I like you, I'm going to tell you. And what's crazy about me is I don't know if I'm just a blunt person or I was just taught to tell how I feel at all times. But if I'm blunt and I really like you, I'm going to tell you from the gate. Like, I like you. Me and this friends with benefits thing is not working, you know, on, on the, the track I'm hoping it is. I want to talk now. And it's either I'm going to respect that you don't want to do the same thing and I'm going to move along. Or I'm going to sit there and be like, well, okay, I'm going to have to learn how to be mature if I want to continue this relationship. And wait, you know what I'm saying? But ladies, I'm going to be honest with you. If a man sits there and tells you, oh, I hadn't thought about it yet. I hadn't thought about us pursuing a relationship after having sex with you. Cut that nigga the fuck off, okay? That means he wasn't thinking about it at all. Because I'm going to keep it a buck. Females are not the only one who are emotional and who think about dealing with um, a significant other at the beginning stages. Men do too. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If a man knows he's just having sex with you, y'all in the crib all the time, he not bring you around his friends. And I don't I don't care what the men say. Oh, it's not true. I'm telling facts because I know. I have male friends who, um, who validate it and I'm a nigga at heart. So I definitely know because I do the same thing. But <laughs> moving along. 
if he don't take you out nowhere, if he moving like very stush, oh, I can't do this or canceling plans, canceling appointments, little DAs or little PAs, if he's canceling that for you, that man's just really not interested in you and he has his his select few. He's going to call you when he wants to have sex with you. But like, trust me, babes, you're not the only option. Now, if you sit here as a female, you hold the power and you like, I want to link now, I want to do this. And he like, you know what, you right. And he canceling things for you or canceling time with his friends. And he care about you, sis. But uh, in other words, if you got to beg him or break down his line or you waiting up past 12 a.m. for the dick appointment, <laughs> girl, cut your losses. Cut them quick. Cut them quick. And I know people are going to be mad I'm talking like this. I'm sorry in advance. But I have to be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't sit here and let men constantly, you know, play us. It's time, females, to, you know, put your foot down and say how you feel. Like, if you like that man, tell him. The only thing he could say is, I don't like you back or I like you too. Like, what's the worst that could happen? We need to put our pride aside. Me, I'm a person who learned that, you know, it's hard to be prideful. Two, three years ago, I was very prideful. I would tell all my friends how I felt about this this certain guy I was talking to at the time, except him. And then I was when I was bold enough to tell him how I felt, I sent the meme. I didn't even say it in my own words. I basically was like, oh, I want to be... It was like it was a meme. It was like, I want to slut with the same guy forever. I want to be nasty to somebody some forever. A meme. And the nigga laughed at me. I always tell a story because it's mad funny, like... He laughed at me and it's like, bro, if that doesn't tell you how you feel already, if a nigga gives you a runaround, he laugh at you, he don't give you a straightforward answer, nine times out of ten, sis, he hadn't thought about pursuing anything further. You was just convenient, he you was accessible, he was calling you when he needed to get his rocks off. Move along, treat niggas the same way, move the same way to these men. That's what I would say. Um, but not to stray from the topic, monogamy. Um, like I said, I'm a person who likes to spend time with the guy I'm talking to at all times. If I'm taking you serious, if I'm seeing you every day, if I'm on you, nine times out of ten, you're the only guy I'm talking to you. And nine times out of ten, I say nine times out of ten is because there's always that one percent chance. But, you know, like in my recent time and this recent case, like, like this year, like, I've been taking, like, if I'm talking to a guy, it's only the guy I'm talking to. I'm not talking to 10 other guys at the same time. And it's funny because a lot of guys think I have a boyfriend or I have this demeanor where I'm talking to a lot of niggas. Now, I'm just a confident bitch. No nigga does that for me. Chantel does that for me. Um, <laughs> so I don't have to talk to multiple guys to feel good about myself, nor do I talk to multiple guys at one time. So I want to, like, eliminate that stigma right now. Um... If I'm about you, I'm all about you. And that's just how it is. Um, who is calling me while I'm doing a podcast? I bet you it's fucking Wolfie. I'm going to kill her. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> Basically, the feedback about what you guys said about monogamy is the dating process. Um... One girl said during the dating process, she talks to one guy, which I totally agree with. So do I. When I'm talking to a person, it's only, 
you I'm talking to. And I like to keep it like that. Because, like, who has time to focus on multiple niggas at once? Like, that's how you get caught up. Like, you tell them one man, I'm going to see you tomorrow. I'm going to link you. You accidentally, you accidentally text the next man who you don't want to see that you're going to link them. Now you caught linking a John you don't want to link. And you missing out on this, the vibe and the time you really want to spend with the guy you know you like. So, no. Don't sit there and talk to a million guys at one time. Don't do that. And that's fucked up to, for, to play with people's feelings like that. Like, if you don't like the person and you can't see yourself talking to them, be blunt. Be like, you know what, originally, you know, I found you on social media. Originally, I found you in the street. Originally, I thought, you know, your looks or your, the vibe you gave off was something I liked. But originally, getting to know you more, I realized that it wasn't for me. And the, all, the, all the person could do is respect it. Like, what you gonna do, get mad? There's too many fucking people in this world for you to be mad at one person not liking you or one person not feeling your vibe like how you feel their vibe. You understand what I'm saying? Like, move on. Move on and move up. Um, she also said that she's always been a one-man woman. So have I. Like, if I really like you, I'm only talking to you. Like, like I said, like, especially if I'm coming to see you, I am unlinkable. So if I'm linking you, huh, please be blessed. Please be blessed. Please. Please. And if I invite you to my home, <laughs> please be blessed. Like, I don't invite no guys to my home. None. And none could say they've been here. Okay. So my thing is, if I invite you to my house and I'm telling you, oh, come, that, huh, that's a step, okay? Because I don't like, I will go to any nigga's house and be fine. I will go to Brownsville if need be to just avoid men coming to my house. I mean, I also live in, like, East Jersey. <laughs> but, like, still, like, I don't live in East Jersey. I live, what would I say? No, I do live East of Jersey. No, well... It depends on where I'm at. I can say Jersey is east to me. East, northeast. But like Jersey would be northwest to me. So I live northwest of Jersey. So nobody's just coming to northwest Jersey for no reason. Nobody's coming to this this lonesome borough to visit me. So if I invite you and you come, please know you're super special to me. But like I said, we haven't crossed that bridge. Nobody's come to this house, okay? <laughs> um... Monogamy, someone said they're ready for it. And I honestly hope you get it. You deserve it. I feel like all girls deserve to be treated special, be in a relationship, really treasured by a guy or, or you know, treasured, huh? Very, like, what's the word? Damn, I'm having a blank. Um, You know, appreciated by a guy. You know, like, we're, we're 23. A lot of us females want to get married in the next seven to 10 years. We have to date at least five to six years before we get engaged. Then you let it be engaged for a year and a half. Then you let it get married. So we have to start now. Nobody wants to get married at 35 fucking 40. Y'all niggas love getting bitches pregnant, but won't put a ring on their finger. Oh, marriage is a commitment. A fucking child is not. At least I could divorce you if I'm not feeling you anymore. But damn, a child, we really stuck together for life. Even past death. If the God forbid that child died, we still stuck together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ass backwards in this generation. Um, Monogamy, somebody said lies. <laughs> I feel like just because you cheat doesn't mean you're not monogamous. Like, I feel like we're humans. We have needs. We like attention. If you're not giving me that attention or you're not giving me that vibe, I'm going to go find it elsewhere. That's just everything. That goes the same with friendships. That goes the same with partnerships. That goes the same with anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like If that vibe is not it, you're cutting out. You're just cutting out. So, I mean, 
I don't feel like monogamy is lies. I just like feel like with polygamy, you have to be strong will. It takes I feel like it's even strong it takes an even stronger person to be dedicated to one person. Like honestly, dedicated to one person for the rest of your life. Like, that's super hard. And to do it without a title, say you're not married or say, like, y'all just been dating for, like, the past couple of years or, like, you just have been co-parenting or, like, just been together without that, that's super, like, more power to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of women out here who are complacent or are, you know, competent with just, you know, not getting married. And like I said, marriage and kids are really not for everyone. And they shouldn't, those societal norms shouldn't be pushed on people. If you don't want to get married, don't get fucking married. You don't want to have kids, don't have fucking kids. You don't, you shouldn't be pressured into either. Do what you want to do. If you want to have an abortion, have an abortion. If you want to uh, give your baby up for adoption, let it adopt. If you want to have a um, a non-bonding union, have a non-bonding union. You want to be girlfriend and boyfriend forever and just live together, then do that. Whatever works for you, don't let societal norms stop you from practicing what you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? And somebody says shit is whack, monogamy. Um, I just feel like you think it's whack because you can't practice it. Maybe you should learn how to be faithful to one girl and then maybe, you know, or one guy. And then maybe you could really be, you know, dedicated and you could flourish in monogamy. Like, y'all have no problems being dedicated to y'all bros or dedicated to y'all sisters. But as soon as a girl really want to spend time with you or be with you, all of a sudden y'all, y'all don't like it. I'm starting to think y'all niggas are gay. Like, Sorry I can't benefit you how your bro is benefiting you. Sorry I can't sit down and play 2K with you or go to the spot with you. I, I don't... I, anyway, moving along. Next one. <laughs> Open relationships. Honestly... I've witnessed people practice open relationships. If it works for you, then congratulations. Me personally, unless I'm, you know, dating Kevin Durant and we married and he like, oh, babe, I want to talk to this person. I'm going to be like, all right, daddy, I want to talk to James Harden or I want to talk to uh, Kyle Kuzma or I want to talk <laughs> or I want to talk to, you know, uh, Cam Reddish, I want to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that's the only way I'm in an open relationship. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like, if it works for you, like, if any of these things work for you, then practice it. Don't fall for societal norms. I'm here for either, I'm here for anybody being happy in any aspect. If that comes in polygamy, then practice it. If that comes in monogamy, then practice it. If that comes in open relationships, then practice it. I'm all here for it. You done? Migos out here scratching the couch. Are you finished? I'm recording. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, like, I'm gonna have to fight everybody today. Even my own dog, bro. Um, But everybody's comments on open relationships. Somebody says shit is lit. Congratulations. If it works for you and you like it, keep practicing. I'm here for it. Somebody said they've been in one for six and a half years. Congratulations. More power to you. If it works, it works. Honestly, you look like you're flourishing. You gained some weight, girl. You look good. So, I mean, it looks like it's working well on you. And my sis got a, a whole corporate job and is a director. Okay? Go off, sis. Um, um. Somebody said to each his own as long as both partners agree and are aware. I agree with that. Like if y'all both practicing open relationships, then so be it. Just make sure the person you practice in an open relationship with knows that at the end of the day you're married or at the end of the day you're committed to one person and they're just, you know, a fling or for the time being. I feel like with the open relationships, if you know you want to move on with the person you started a fling with or started a little partnership with aside from the person you're committed with, please be very honest with them and be like, you know, 
I want to move along with this person. I mean, I hope it doesn't work out like that. I hope you stay committed to the person you made a commitment with. But, I mean, you never know how life goes. Life is short, you know. Um, somebody, <laughs> my friend said, get it I don't think so. I agree. I don't think so. Chantel can't practice on. But like I said, what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. If you like doing it, please practice it. Um, somebody also said majority of people have them, but, <laughs> but they not open. <laughs> so basically what they saying is mad people are open relationships. They partners just don't know. And I agree with that. Like, make sure you know that the person you committed to is committed to you as well and not out here just slanging. Like, and that's another thing. Please, if you're going to practice open relationships or polygamy, be safe. Wear condoms. Make sure you're on birth control. Just please, because STDs, STIs are very rampant. Like, at least, you're, the least thing you should be afraid of and within an open relationship or polygamy is pregnancy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. You got pregnant, all right? You know what I'm saying? But a STD, a STI... Those are not things to play with. HIV, um, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Those are not jokes. Like, not jokes at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, in no shape or form are those things okay. You know what I mean? Like, be mindful. Um, And this ties into my story time. Hell no, I'm not about to tell you I had an STD or something because I never had. <laughs> we clean over here. Never. But... <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story time about a time like I messed with someone and I had no knowledge that they were in a committed relationship. Well, it's two stories. So the first story happened a year ago in February. So February 2018, I was friends with this girl. We have been friends since elementary. I'm not going to say any names. And we had went to college together, and she was dating this guy who went to the same college as us. And me and him were the same sign. So I'm like, oh, he's a cool dude. Like, I like him. I liked his vibe. But I really didn't like his vibe when it came to relationships. Like, he had history. Um, it was known around the school that he was a player or whatever. But, like, my friend was happy, so I was happy. Like, and he seemed like he treated her like a princess. <laughs> Au contraire. But anyway, my friend was like, yo, he has a cousin. I feel like you should talk to him. So I was like, you know what? At the time, I hadn't talked to anybody. The last guy I had taken serious was the guy who had laughed in my face where I really like. So I was like, you know what? I feel like it's time I take another guy serious. So I did. So we were FaceTime all the time. Like, he was really cute. But FaceTime is very deceptive. Don't believe FaceTime. If you're not linking him before FaceTime him, don't trust FaceTime. FaceTime is a liar. So we linked whatever. He's like, he lived in Buffalo. He was doing his program so he could become a CNA. And, like, I was like, oh, wow, very good. Like, you know, he just graduated high school. No problem. You know, I had a bachelor's. At the time, I was very closed-minded. Like, oh, if you don't have a bachelor's. Well, no, at the time, I was in grad school. So I was like, if you don't have a bachelor's or better, we can't talk. I was a very shallow bitch at the time. So I was like, you know, if, you know, it don't work. Like, if you don't have that, we can't talk. But I still talked to him. So we talked. He came to see me one time, I think like two weeks after we started talking. He came to see me in school. This man brought a big duffel bag. His cousin was giving him hand-me-downs, which is no problem. Like, you, your cousin giving you Jordan 5s. Take them Jordan 5s. Like, I'm not, I'm not a judge. But what really shocked me was while talking to him, this man had no money. Like, he had no money to eat the whole weekend. Like, basically, I was feeding him. He had no money. And his cousin refused to feed him. 
Then this young man, like, was using my bathroom in school to shower and stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Like, understandable. You're coming to see me. You're, you gotta use it. But, like, you know, like, huh? And then three... Like, he was in my bed, like, sleeping all the time. Like, when I was not in my house, when I had to go do stuff for work, or when I had to, like, go, you know, either if I was at work or I had to go, um, I had to go basically, like, do grad school work, he would be sleeping in my bed. And I didn't like that, because it's like, your cousin has a house here. Why are you not at his house? Why are you in my house sleeping? Like, I know we talk, but, like... Not to be mean, but I didn't really take you serious. I just took it as, oh, this is going to be a fling. We'll mess around. But that's it. And, you know, after that link, like, I stopped talking to him slowly but surely. And then what really pissed me off is he's like, oh, I'm cutting my phone off. He didn't even have money to pay his phone bill. Like, I was, <laughs> I don't even like telling the story because it's embarrassing. But I was 21. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was young and stupid. But I was really fucking with a whole bum. He had no money to put in cell phone bill. He was calling me from random numbers in his little camp or whatever, his little CNA program, and then would be lying to me about where he's at. He was always in the hospital. It was just so weird. Like, I was messing with somebody I really didn't know much about. Then one day, he didn't call me till like 3 o'clock in the morning. He was like, where were you all day? And I said, excuse me, you have no phone. Like, your phone is off. You don't, You can't question where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish you would. Like, <laughs> lower your tone. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> and we were talking or whatever. And he was like, I was at the pool. I was at the public pool. Till 3 a.m. in February. Please don't insult my intelligence. So that's when I stopped talking to him. But I had given him one more chance. I was like, are you going to come see me one more time before my birthday? Because he's like, oh, I got this gift for you. And you know Chantel don't turn down no gifts. So I was like, yeah, I want the gift. He made up like nine excuses. The first excuse was he had a security exam. So he got kicked out the CNA program for um, basically harassing a girl. Like Loki molested her. But that's tea for another day. Harassing a girl. And it kicked him out the program, so he was practicing to be security. So while being security, um, he was like, oh, I have a test for security. That was the first excuse. And the second excuse was, I don't have money. No, you knew you didn't have money to begin with. And then he asked me to buy his ticket. Absolutely the fuck not. And then the third excuse was, he had to put in time, request time or from the program or from the base before he left. Meanwhile, he was asking to see me ever since he went back up to base in February after he left. So you requested time allegedly in February, but couldn't see me in the beginning of April. So that's my story time about the time I messed with a bum. And <laughs> ladies, don't listen to your friend. If your friend be like, oh, I got this person for you I want to hook you up with, don't listen. Unless he's like 45 plus and he has money and he's established. But if it's somebody your age, guys your age are... I'm telling you, either get a guy younger than you or get a guy older than you. Do not get a guy your age because they're very set in their ways and they think that they're the shit. You're not. You're 23 like me. I'm And nine times out of 10, I'm doing better at 23 than you are, Papa. So let's relax. Um, And then another time, another story time. Damn, I'm telling mad tea. But another story time was 
this guy I messed with was in a whole committed relationship and I had no clue till after I was messing with him. And guys, to be honest, when you do that, I feel like, well, I almost hit the mic. I feel like that's selfish to do. Like if you know you have a whole girlfriend or ladies, if you know you have a whole boyfriend, don't leave other people on. Don't even pursue people in any way. Even if it's like, you know, Unless it's a friendship, don't pursue people sexually. Do not pursue people in a partnership. Just leave them alone. You know it's not going anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's selfish that you know you have a girlfriend or you know you have a boyfriend and you sitting there egging people on or flirting with people. Like, that's selfish to your partner. And also, karma going to get your stink ass. So stop doing that. Because one day you're going to really like somebody and they're going to be cheating on your ass. Okay? So don't do that. And that's basically my spiel on polygamy, monogamy, and open relationships. Like, if it works for you, practice it. Kill it. You know what I'm saying? But if it don't, then don't do it. Don't lead people on. That's the main message, the main takeaway. Don't lead people on. Okay? And that's basically my podcast for the day. Like, you know, I don't try to make them that long. But, you know, when you start chatting and you start getting in depth with, you know, the topic, you become passionate. I'm telling you. Um, But, (laughs) again, oh, I told you guys I would give you a rundown of what I want to talk about. Let me open my notes. All right. So, for my podcast, basically within the next couple of days, well, the next couple of episodes, this is what I want to talk about. So my next couple episodes, one, I want to do one where I get super drunk with a group of people and we do a round table and just talk about anything, um, their topic of your choice. Then I want to do one where I get really high, like either eat an edible or do like a, a scythe and we just talk about stuff smack too. Like maybe I'll tie those two together, like the conspiracy theory one and the high cast, combine those two together. That sounds fun. Then I want to talk about one with interracial dating and have people who are in interracial, interracial relationships come talk. Um, and then I want to do one where I interview random people on the street. Then I want to do a mukbang. So if you want to come eat crab legs with me, like, come on, let's do it. Crab legs and potatoes and shrimp and lobster. Like, that just sounds lit. Then I want to talk about the culture and this culture we're in right now. Then I want to talk about one with politics. So if you're definitely political savvy and you want to come be on a podcast, let's fucking go. Um, and then I want to do one about 90s versus 1000s versus 10s. So I want to have people who are born in the 90s and people who are born in the 2000s. Then I want, to, want us to talk about our current times from 2010 on. So if you were born in the 90s, which is my whole friend group, if you were born in the 1000s, which is Justin and Janae and Bonnie, little friend group, and you want to be on a podcast, come be on it. Like, you know, and then I want to interview some people. Like if you're a musician or you have a, like if you have a talent like if you do makeup if you do music if you do hair if you do any of those things if you have a business and you're passionate about and you want to promote please contact me I definitely want to interview you and learn more about what you want to do I'm a person who wants to see everybody when everybody eat so if you have a passion or a drive or something you really want to talk about please come on the podcast and talk about it I love having people on so, like I said, if you're really serious about being on a podcast, please text me. Um, 
you know, text my number if you have it. Contact me via DM on social media, the Chantel, the um the Shantizzy Podcast on Instagram, the Tizzy Podcast on Twitter, or the Shantizzy Podcast page on Facebook. Um, you can also contact me via email at uh contact at the shantizzypodcast.com or I also have another email which is the Shantizzy Podcast with another T. So T H E C H A N T I Z Z Y P O T P O D C A S T T at gmail.com. Again, that's the Shantizzy Podcast with an extra T at gmail.com. And yeah, like if you want to order t-shirts, if you want to be on a show, if you want to promote something, if you want me to shout your business out or shout your music out, put, if you even want your music as an intro, please contact me. I'm down to do that as well, okay? I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And I hope you have a successful and fruitful week. And you know, I hope you turn the podcast this weekend because I know I am.